Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Joshua. I'm Jamie. I'm We're going to do the devil. It's cold season. It's cold season, yeah. It gets cold in LA now. It gets cold. It gets down to... It doesn't get that cold. No. Um, but I was filming just... Uh, I personally wasn't filming. I was recording sound. <laughs> um, uh, I was working on a show that we were in, Agua Dolce, um, last week. Agua Dolce, this time yeah. of year. And it got Next. down to 34 was the, the low. It was freezing. I yeah. moved my car at one point and there was ice that had formed on top. Not to talk about this too much because we have a lot to talk about today, we but um, three years ago I was working in Washington on a mm-hmm. movie and Jamie, you think that's cold? It's nothing. It was negative 15 degrees and we were doing night work. Oof. And I'm going to tell a 30 second story. <laughs> so uh, we had we were filming a fight scene and, mm. we, and everyone likes to hear about fight scenes. So they're like, we were, fil- <laughs> we were filming a fight scene and um, we had a stunt guy. And uh, so, but we only had one coat so the actor and the stunt guy had to share the same coat. Really? Right, because we only had one of that particular outfit. <laughs> so he's on the ground, and it's it's ice because it's snow, but it's so it's so freaking cold that it's basically turned into ice. Mm-hmm. And so they're <laughs> so they're fighting, right? And you know we do it with the actor, or we do it with the stunt guy, right? And then the stunt guy gets up, and now we're gonna put the actor on the ground. You know, movie magic. So we take the coat off the stunt guy. It's completely frozen. You can't mm-hmm. even bend the arms. So we had to. We had one heater. This is the only thing that worked because even these propane heaters wouldn't work in that cold. So we only had one heater. So we had to go in there and we were putting it in the car and we had to we had to loosen up the the, the jacket <laughs> just to get it on him. And then we do the scene. And then once we switch back, it was frozen again. So you, you couldn't like you know because it, it rolls around in the wet snow yeah. and then it gets and then it gets frozen that fast. And wow. Oh my gosh, hypothermia city out there. Yeah. I've never been in that cold of a cold, mm-hmm. but it's not bad if you're in it for just a little bit. But when you're yeah. working a night in there, dude, I was so cold. When I first moved to America, I remember we worked on the same show for a while, and we'd be out in like Acton, yeah, um, basically like high desert areas where it would get cold. And for the first mm-hmm. few years after I moved here, I'd be out in a like shorts and a t-shirt, looking at people bundled up, thinking, "What is wrong with you people?" First time I felt cold was in Acton. Yeah, and it was. I remember I went onto a, the camera truck to get something. Uh huh. Was happy in my shorts and t-shirt. Got the thing. Stepped outside, and it was like thirty-two, thirty-three, and I just was hit by this feeling of cold. Our our bodies are changing, and mm-hmm. they really are. Because I'm from Washington State, mm-hmm. the desert part, and we had all seasons. We had. You know, so in the wintertime, it would get to zero degrees sometimes. In the summer, it'd get to 105. Yeah. So we had all seasons. So I'm used to cold weather. So when I first moved down here, I was like, man, what is wrong with these people? They're bundled up and it's 50 out. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? 50 is like light jacket weather. Yeah. It's like, and but now, like, if I go outside in 50, I'm like, ooh, it's kind of chilly. Yeah, I'm wearing out, a you know? cardigan right now. Yeah. <laughs> we've got heaters going in the <laughs> studio. Um, we have all the seasons in 
California, we have award season, we have fire season, <laughs> no, no, we no. have earthquake. The, the seasons <laughs> in California, or and we should say we're in Southern California, so mm-hmm. we're where it's... SoCal. It, we're in SoCal. Um, the seasons here are summer and ugly summer. Those mm. are the two seasons, mm-hmm. summer and ugly summer. I love both of them <laughs> deeply. Um, anyway, to Daredevil, we are going to start with a Fall of the Mutants tie-in, double-sized issue, issue 252. It's a great issue, great mm-hmm. cover. Uh, Fall of the Mutants is um, uh, it's a convoluted story that we are not going to get into here. Um, there are other podcasts. Um, uh, J.M. Miles' Explain the X-Men is a good one that might give you a good overview of what's going on in Fall of the Mutants. Fall of the Mutants was a whole storyline, a, a cross-company storyline that um, uh, was taking place in all the X-Books for a few months, and it was about the mutants falling it was about mm-hmm. um the x-men being was it um what's her name it's a uh, madeline Pryor. it was that storyline uh-huh. it? it was madeline Pryor for the x-men um you had deaths you had apparent deaths you had um warren worthington the third became archangel it was uh some heavy duty stuff going on you have something there about the fall of the mutants is there a- well no what i wanted to say was um and Asante, who who's gonna who's writing every issue that we're going to cover yeah. today. Um, at the time, she was the editor on X Men, New Mutants, classic X Men, and other X Men projects as well. Okay. I'm, I'm reading a profile on her in a yeah. previous issue. Oh, it was X Men. Um, I thought it was uh, X Factor, but it was X Men. Yeah. So, was, so th- this being a tie-in, she knows X Men very well, yeah. and she knows what's going on, which is actually kind of cool because th- this issue itself, um, Jamie likes it more than I do, but um, it's still a very fun issue. Um, but even though it's a tie-in, like tie-ins yeah. today, if you go and you just get the tie-in issue, you have no idea what's yeah. going on. You're confused as heck, and sometimes it sucks because if, like, let's say you're a collector mm-hmm. and you're collecting like Daredevil issues, you know, once you get that tie-in that pops up, yeah. it's like, you know, you're well, I, I have to buy it because I need yeah. to complete the collection. And but this is not going along with the current storyline that Daredevil's in. This is that. just a fr- like the tie-in is a fringe. The the what's happening is like a, a on it's it's great because it's what's happening inside the story, and then the the big crossover event is right on the edge. And right. It's about how being on the edge of something like that would affect the people <laughs> in the story. And, 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 that, and that's what's so great about this is because it, it, it is its own story and it yeah. doesn't matter that it's a tie-in, which yeah. is awesome. I love when that <clears throat> happens and more of tie-ins should be like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's double-sized. It's like over 40 pages of uh, actual um, story. So much. Um, so much. And there's a, there's a lot going on in this lot. one and it really is a roller coaster. And one thing that I noticed is, is that this issue in particular uses a lot of internal thought yeah. dialogue. Like, we're constantly being told mm-hmm. what these characters are thinking. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of story arcs that are going on at the same time. And mm-hmm. it starts, the very first page is a whole bunch of people on a train, uh, on a subway in New York thinking. And it, the, the whole thing is about how society... <laughs> handles these big uh, Marvel events that are happening, uh, especially in the Hell's Kitchen. This portion is the Hell's Kitchen, the New York side, and it's about what happens to the people and how quickly things would change for the people. So you start mm-hmm. with very mundane things. People are thinking about what they're going to have for dinner. A guy thinking, should I, uh, you know, there's a bunch of people with uh, expensive watches on here. Maybe I should grab some of them. Um, one guy's thinking about gambling. Um, and... The whole thing's going on and just giving you this idea of like everyday life is happening. 
and, and, and um, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No. Um, there's a couple of characters in here. Um, like Jamie said, there's a lot of stories that are going on. And, um, you know, we are introduced right away to, to two of these characters. And one of them is this guy that's in prison. Yeah. Who um, I'm not I'm not exactly cl- clear on like what he holding. did, but yeah. he did something kind of a lower level crime. He's in city jail and he's yeah. been he's basically waiting to be moved to uh, I guess to a penitentiary. Yeah. To a federal and, penitentiary. He, and he's he's got this really big attitude and kind of sees it as like man, you know, everything is going nuts right now. And yeah. it's like, w- like why am I even like I even here? Like this sucks. But but then the next person that we're introduced to. Is um is this kid who's I guess a teenager? Yeah, and his Kane. name his name is Kane. You know, it's funny you say it, he's. It's never clear that she. Uh, Kane is introduced as being very gender neutral, and then I don't think does it actually say at any point he or she, because uh, one of the characters later on calls it calls Kane uh, girl boy or something like that, or even refers to the fact that I, it's not very clear. But Kane is like a. This character that could be a boy, could be a girl, is very gender neutral, as kind of like a greaser look about her, like an old 50s, uh, he or her 50s, they. It's a very much a they. <clears throat> and they have this greaser look with a leather jacket, and um, they're connected to, to Matt loosely. They've been uh, floating in and out of the clinic, and we see the clinic is pretty full of people, and there's, a, there's um like this sense of like a tension in the air that isn't is unspoken at the moment. People are talking about like how things are going weird. The guy in the prison cell was talking about how everything's going nuts at the moment. Mm-hmm. And Matt's saying, you know, it's very it's very everyone's very tense. And yeah. Kane runs in and says, I got this kid, um, they were being beaten by their mother. Uh this boy was being beaten by his mother on a fire escape. And Kane mentions that they watched it happen for a bit and it took them a while to really want to help. You know, I said, um, I, I'm not a hero, but it was weird. I couldn't, I didn't automatically. Oh, it does say, uh, Kane, Kane, Matt thinks he's heartbeat jump. Sorry. I did. I, for some reason I thought there was never any, um, I thought the pronouns were neutral, but it is, a uh, a he, um, and yeah, he, he says, you know, um, it just it was weird i couldn't i couldn't it took me a while to convince myself to step up and help this kid and i feel bad for it and yeah, matt it, says you know we we it's important that you did it that's the important thing it is a it is a really cool little moment because yeah. matt you know matt you're right matt says it's important that you did it look i mean you know as long as you learn it, it's okay and, yeah. and and the best thing is because of you you stopped it and the kid is here and he's fine if you would have stepped in earlier sure he wouldn't be beat up as much but at least you stepped in when you did, yeah. and because of you, he can thank you for his life. Yeah. So that part is pretty cool. I do want to point out that you know we are inside of the of Matt and Karen's um, little law office area, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I always want to point out that Natasha Romanoff she's hanging out is, is hanging out helping Matt. And I'm curious about like because the last time we saw Black Widow was when she was going through that little moment. Yeah. With with the, um, we covered it last podcast. Yeah. We're dealing with the Russian, or not the Russian, with the uh, the mind control people, and yeah. dealing with the aftermath of killing Hazard, or ha- sorry, of Hazard dying and her taking responsibility. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering if, like, if Matt called her and was like, "Hey, look, we need help here. I know you are probably, you know, 
mentally a little unstable because of everything that's going on. Why don't you come? I'll give you a job. We need the help. I kind of feel like she's just been hanging around the whole time. You think so? It kind of feels like, yeah, because <laughs> uh, at one point Matt says, you know, he's, he's, he's with the, the boy that's been here and he says, he's, uh, why don't we take you and, um, you know, take care of you? And then he says, Natasha, can you do this? I'm, I'm kind of mm-hmm. uh, busy. Could you make sure this kid gets some x-rays? And she's like, why oh, kids I, I, I hate kids yeah and there's even which is funny because like i don't know if it was at this stage in her story but the story of um of natasha romanov is that she can't have kids is that mm. because of the program that she went through to right. become the black widow part of it was that they, they removed the ability for people in the program to have kids right. so kind of uh, funny that she's like oh, i hate them and then as she's walking off she says do you like ice cream and the boy's like no <laughs> Um, so after Matt um, consoles um, Kane, yeah, we um, get a we, little victory. We do, yeah. We find out that this is the very first victory. Um, remember, Matt has been giving legal advice, not uh-huh. lawyering, but giving legal advice so people yeah. can lawyer themselves. He's got David uh, as the the front, as the lawyer front, right? And um, it comes back that uh, one of the people that he gave advice to actually it's won the tenants, his case. Right? Yeah, the tenants. Mm-hmm. And so they have a little like, celebration, and everybody is super happy. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. And there's a moment where Matt and Karen are are hugging each other and and you know what it's working karen our little free clinic beating teams on high-powered expensive lawyers did you ever doubt it would work this is coming from karen matt murdoch matt murdoch you can do anything it's yeah. a sweet little moment and yeah. then we go over to our buddy um bullet from bullet uh, and lance yeah we what was his name butch cashman or yeah. <laughs> uh, bullet and lance uh, for those cashman. of you um who didn't listen to the last episode um Bullet is a uh, kind of a soup. He's got this. He's huge, like juggernaut size, yeah. um, and he can move incredibly fast. And he works for the. He's like a hired assassin that the government hires mm-hmm. to go do their dirty work yeah. type of thing. But the government are doing it on the behest of, of the kingpin. The kingpin, yes, yeah, who's kind of pulling a bunch of strings. And he's got a son who is incredibly nervous and afraid of nuclear war. And in, in fact, um, it made it. He it made him so intensely weird that. Even Bullet decided to give his son his own apartment. Yeah, Bullet gives his son. His he son's doesn't want to be near him. <laughs> Hates being around him. Every time Lance starts talking, he basically says, "God, you're weird." And then yeah. Lance gets upset and he calms him down. There's a couple of moments where you see he actually has like gets into this intense panic where he has uh, like a, like a, a very stressed young child where he's kind of freaking out about nuclear winter and, and Bullet talks him down. Um, while this is going on. Um, of course, Lance is watching a, a news thing about houses being destroyed and nuclear war. And then the TV goes out. And then the TV goes out and they look out the window and there's, uh, there's the skies glowing. And this is great. This section here where we have the fringe, I think it's in this bit here where they have the fringe, the edge of the event that this is a tie-in to where we just have that little moment that sets up what's going to happen next. Um, and uh, Lance says, uh, there's a glowing in the sky and there's stuff in the air and... and bullet says it must be a house storm we see huge a massive explosion and a building gets hit and lance starts to freak out he says the sky exploded daddy it's it it's the end of the world it's a nuclear explosion the radiation's coming and the bullet's just like shut up yeah. <laughs> oh my god but then but, like, but then he thinks to himself wait yeah what the heck was that uh, is the kid even right is yeah. the kid right <laughs> yeah then we are outside and we see the people of new york and what happens is that the sky does go black we have the this is the apocalypse 
the coming of apocalypse portion of the fall of the mutants that's happening in X Factor, where we have uh, the ship, the apocalypse ship crashing into Manhattan, and we have it's a crazy sequence that you should look at X Factor to find out more. But we're not going to cover it. Here. But, but but on the fringes, what happens is you have this explosion in the sky, you have a lightning storm, and then we see very briefly. Um, Archangel, who's Warren Worthington's mutated form, which mm-hmm. uh, Apocalypse kind of remade him after uh, the Mutant Massacre, I think it was, yeah. um, into Archangel, who is his angel of death. And he kind of just flies through and people are like, what is this? What is going on? And then there's darkness and through the darkness, we can see the events that are happening in this other comic series this time, yeah. but never closely. It's like yeah. from a distance. So people are just looking up and they're like, what was that? what was it was it a rocket was that a missile and there's a huge spaceship now and it just crashed into the empire state building are we under attack then we have this like huge set of hands clapping um famine going on uh, uh, uh not famine what's the one um pestilence pestilence dances through who's another one of the horsemen of the apocalypse dances through and people start feeling sick instantly but it's all on the edge everything that's happening is just outside of what's really happening and this is it, just the people on looking up and seeing it right and and two things that i want to mention that, well the first off is a little thing that happens is is that that guy at the very beginning of the issue who is in jail ends up because of these explosions yeah. uh, ends up taking out the guard and ends up freeing him from his cell and he even makes a little comment saying ha that lum's dead the cop who was watching him yeah um and then he goes i'm free now that is justice but more importantly like um right now what's going on in the daredevil comic book is that because of what we figured out last I- issue is that all these kids are being told all of this i mean i don't know if you want to call it propaganda or not but they're, <laughs> but they're they're being told like you know like be careful you could have a nuclear war at any time you know just you know people are going to bomb us blah 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 and this actually happens at that exact same time and because it happens of course everybody all the citizens everything they're all going to assume this is, what we, this is what we, yeah. we, we are being told. Nuclear yeah. war is happening. So everyone is going to be reacting to this differently. You've got Bullet reacting one way and his way, which we see right now, is um, he's like, I got to go, kid. <laughs> I got to get out of here. I got to go take. I got to go where the action is. And he yeah. leaves his little kid alone. Very, very so sad. Just, uh, just close the mm-hmm. door and you'll be okay. And then we're over at, and then with the great art sequence here. The first page is just a whole bunch of black with words as we're trying. Yeah. We see like a bunch of explosions yeah. and a flash of light and then um, Bullet's sun at lance's tv goes out because the power goes out and mm-hmm. at that moment it goes into darkness and we're back in the law office right and in the law in the law office um, um it's all dark so nobody can see but of course matt's blind so uh-huh. you know, good good for good for uh, you know yeah. hey that's a point for the team right there but he gets a torch and he lights it and he goes look everybody everybody hold hands link we're going to make a human chain he's being very calm and collective yeah. here everybody follow me we're going to go to the hospital yeah. because we got to see who's hurt. You know, that's the best place to go. Yeah. You know, these explosions, something's going on. And even Matt doesn't know what it is. Um, so they start to go um, and they decide to go down into the sewers because he goes, look, just in case this actually is some type of nuclear war, yeah. something we should go low. It's probably a nickel's worth of different difference, but it's better to head down there just to be safe. Yeah. So they go into the sewer and they take the sewer over towards the hospital. They take the subway. It's a, like a or, subway. Or they sorry, walk yeah, along the a, subway. a subway, not yeah. a sewer, but yeah, <clears throat> but underneath ground. Yeah, and it, it's kind of cool because they they step out into the street and it's like it's like a huge power outage mm-hmm. and people are saying it is so quiet it's kind of eerie this is like the moment where everyone's still waiting to find out what's happening and it's completely quiet and there's like gangs of people 
huddled together with small fires to, to light up the areas that they're in, but no one's doing anything. No one's moving because no one knows what to do. Mm-hmm. Matt leads them. Um, and we see, as we're passing through, we see another group of uh, people. There's some soldiers that are guarding a arsenal in the... Uh, must be in Hell's Kitchen somewhere. Mm-hmm. But it's like an arms depot. Um and there's uh, a bunch of people are reading from the Bible outside, and then we're introduced to another throwaway character mm-hmm. coming in. Um, oh yeah, I guess that's right. Yeah, this is yeah, one I should have mentioned ammo. too. Ammo, yeah, and he ends up getting a group of followers, yeah. and and you see this across all different types of media. You, you've seen this in movies and TV shows, yeah. and in other comics. When when the world is ending, you've always got that group of people who feel like, well, now it's time to commit crimes. You know, yeah, let's we're go. We're gonna step up yeah, and take. We're over. gonna step up and take over. And this is a guy who is a self-proclaimed leader who is grabbing a group of people. They have war paint on their face. Yeah, and uh, they're like, you know what? We need guns. We're gonna be. We're gonna be chiefs. the power. Yeah, and he gets a lot of followers, and a lot of people are are um, gonna follow him. And their yeah. first order of business is is that they are gonna head over to that area where. Those guards are watching it, and they're going to go get all the ammo and said, weapons that they need. Yeah, first we get the weapons, yeah. then we take what we want, and then he said, then we're going to go and hit the hospital. There are a couple of times <coughs> he, uh, he rubs his nose and makes sniff, sniff noises. Yeah. Like, but what is that about? I don't know. He does mention we need drugs. Um, oh, so maybe that's just kind yeah, of the thing, he saying says, he needs you know, the drugs. Okay. And, and the drugs that he's talking about, uh, he says he's going to go to the hospital. He's talking about getting, I guess, amphetamines to give them. Because mm-hmm. he says, you know, a lot of people... Uh, <coughs> a lot of people are sleepy later on. He says, you know, people are kind of dead on their feet because no one trusts anyone in this new state that they're in. Right. Um, everyone's kind of marching on their feet. So he says, you know, I'm going to get some uppers and get this this army moving. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says, let's go, let's go. And they attack the arsenal, take out the guards who are just hanging out and don't really know what to do either pretty quickly and then march in. Um and then there's a uh, there's one other character that we're quickly introduced to who's like uh, just a who really is a throwaway character. Um, <clears throat> and I don't even know his name. Yeah, he he says at one point he says they've given me a name, but I can't remember what it is. It comes up later. Um, yeah, he's, oh he, yeah, it's Bad Seed. Bad yeah, Seed. Yeah. He basically says I'm Bad Seed. They've given me the name. I'm the bad guy now. I'm going to join them. And they they burst in and they're there now inside the arsenal with all of the weapons. We cut over to the hospital where. We see Matt and the the gang have made it. And yeah, Aaron. and the doctor lets Matt know that things are not looking good. Yeah, and they're almost out of power. Their generators are running low. Yeah. They need some stuff. And and Matt goes, "Hey, so what can we do?" He's with Karen, obviously, yeah. and he goes, "The emergency generators are failing. We desperately need a sterilization system and refrigeration capabilities. We could get our um, you could get out there and steal whatever you can: uh, torches, ice flares, freezers, trucks." And, and he goes, "You got a doctor." So so this is Matt now becoming a criminal, obviously, because you know it's like, hey. Yeah, it's for the good of the people. Yeah, I'm going to go and get what you yeah, need. Yeah, I'm going to go get what and you need. And he says, Karen, you stay here and run things here. I'm going to take Natasha with me because we can work together. Uh, as he's leaving, he bumps into Kane, who's waiting in the foyer of the hospital, who thinks it is the end of the world and is basically saying, there is a nuclear war out there. We don't know what's going on. And Matt says, Kane, you've got to snap out of it. There is a war going on, and the people that you can help are alive and in there. Get in there and help them. And yeah, and then he starts to complain a little bit, and he, and he goes, uh, and Matt says, "Shut up, 
Yes, you're right. This is war. It can happen. It has already happened. Matt was a little bit aggressive there with him. He's a little snappy with this kid. Because this kid is like, you know, he's scared. And Matt the kid's is scared and looking up, up to Matt. And I don't, yeah. Matt makes a couple of bad choices with, with yeah. Kane, in both both as Matt and as Daredevil. Um, they get out. Uh, Natasha and Daredevil run across the roofs. And, he's, uh, and they stop. And he says, I'm listening. I know what to listen for. There's a great moment where uh, she says, why are we stopping? And he says, listen, what are you listening for? For what I know is always out there human nature's dark side and he's listening to see where arsenal um ammo where ammo is at the arsenal uh, uh, ammo arsenal is at the arsenal ammo <laughs> say that again Jimmy. Um, ammo no. is at the ammo arsenal <laughs> with arsenal uh, we get a we get a little we get a little uh, moment with the guy that yeah. escaped from prison and he's got he's got like a switchblade yeah. in his hat he's, he's gonna kill somebody <laughs> Because he wants to steal his clothes. Yeah, he says, "I got to get rid of the prison." But on his way to doing that, he sees that there's a there's a trash can with a baby inside, and then he can't. He's like, "Ah, that poor kid. Who cares? He's just going to be dead. He's going to be dead anyways." But he can't seem to kill the person with the baby watching, and so he even goes to the baby. He's like, "Close your eyes." It's it's like, like what do you like? Like what are you doing? I need to kill this guy. Like, come on, what are you doing? And then he kind of falls for the baby a little bit. He's like. Uh, the, the baby calls him dad, dad, and he's done for at that point. He's he like, goes, oh, oh, okay, cripes. I got a baby now. <laughs> I got a baby now. Um, we go back to the armory, and everyone's getting a little crazy in there. And Ammo is basically saying, look, here's the plan. We got to get some drugs to get everyone working. So we're going to go hit the ho- hospital fast. <clears throat> and people are saying, what about radiation that's out there? And, he's, and Ammo says, I don't believe in radiation. Yeah. If I can't see it. If I can't see it. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Yeah. And Daredevil's listening in at this point. He crawls back and says, okay, there is two of us and a hundred of them. These these odds aren't great. <laughs> Are not good. And then they hear three heartbeats, and they're joined by three guys who look kind of like the uh, guardian angels that used to ride around on the New York subway. Mm-hmm. They've got like berets on. Uh, they actually <laughs> attack Daredevil yeah. first. And Daredevil and um, Blackwood obviously easily flip him out of the way. And then at that moment, the leader of those three guys actually stops everybody and says, cool it. Yeah. He goes, I know this guy. This is Daredevil. You got a good rep. You know, I think we're on the same side. And Daredevil's like, okay, well, let's team up. And ultimately, um, one they of the guys... each other. It's an awesome little yeah, 80s know. action moment. Yeah. Well, one of these guys is like, man, you crazy. Five against 100. That's, those are bad odds. But then they kind of decide to go yeah. with it, you know, and they do a little corny little yeah. high five. They come up with a, a plan, which is that the, yeah, one of the plan. guys it's is a, a demolitions plan. expert. Yeah. And he says, well, I can set bombs that aren't going to cause damage, but will cause confusion. There'll be like smoke bombs and a couple of explosions to get their attention. It will block the exits that they can use to the point where they can only use one. So we'll be funneling them, and then we can pick them off as they come out. And Daredevil says, okay, cool, but we don't kill anyone. That's the rule. We hit them, and we hit them to injure. <laughs> and he says, I'm going to go back to the hospital to get the stuff that you need to, mm-hmm. to create the bombs. Wait here. He runs back to the hospital. On the on the way, we, we jump ahead of yeah, him. Yeah, and Kane is at the hospital, and yeah. he's trying to help, like Daredevil told, or like Matt told him to do. Yeah. And he sees this 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 um, woman who's lost this, a leg. Yeah, and she's on the table, and um, he's got pills to uh, and, and uh, medicine and everything, and and uh, Kane is trying to give it to the lady, and the lady's like, "What's going on out there?" And then Kane tells him what he thinks it is, uh-huh. and she's like, "You know what? Give me all the pills for the pain, and then get me out of this bed. Somebody else needs this yeah. um, more more than I." I I think she's basically saying, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to kill myself with all those pills. I'm going to OD on the painkillers. And and And, Kane Kane is is like, no, no, don't do that. Like, don't do that. And he tries to get Matt and he's running looking for Matt. But Mm -hmm. Matt is Daredevil at the moment and he's getting the stuff for the bomb. And he bumps into Natasha and he says, where's Matt? And 
Natasha says, he's busy, but here, here's a gun. You'll need this. I won't need it. <clears throat> they go back to the armory. There's a great moment when um, Daredevil's leading the, the oh, demolition I, guy I, through the... I did want to point out, sorry, I kind of said hmm. it wrong, that the, the lady that was the amputee that was on the bed, um, uh, she asked what was going on, and Kane told her what it was. He thinks it's the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. And, and so she believes him. Yeah. So it came from his mouth. <clears throat> yeah. Um, th- they're crawling through the the uh, air vents, and the guy's saying, how can you, how do you know where you're going? And he said, I can hear them. It's fine. Shush. Yeah, be And the quiet. guy's like, well, how? And he said, I've got good ears. Yeah, be yeah, quiet. Yeah, be quiet. <laughs> so they're planting these little bombs that are just going to distract everyone, and the idea is that the bombs go off that funnel it's, them through the exits. The yeah. smoke goes off to create confusion. As they run out, that they, they pour out into the streets and Daredevil and the Guardian Angels and, and Natasha attack. And we have this, it's like, it's like three pages, I think, or four pages where it's just fighting. So it's, uh-huh. it's in the dark. But, Daredevil jumps in but and it's one, great. One thing I want to point <clears> out, though, is that when they come out, they come out guns blazing. Yeah. And they start shooting people. So innocent people are starting yeah. to get hit, too, by these bullets. And then ammo comes bursting through in an armored vehicle. Yeah, he drove through a wall. He drove through a wall, and he's firing, and he's shooting his own people. And there's two kids that are looking on. Um, one of them almost looks like, uh, uh, what's his face? Um, Abel, not Abel. Is it Abel, the young kid? I don't think oh, it is. Oh, one of the, the yeah, one fat of the, boys? It looks like a couple of the fat boys, but it's not. But yeah. it's these kids who have painted the war paint on them and they've got guns and they're like, ah, we're on our side and they get shot down. Daredevil yeah. goes crazy at this and he did works he, out. Did, did they actually get shot? It looks like it, It yeah. does look like those two kids yeah. were killed, yeah. One of them definitely has because he's going, oh, Daredevil um, jumps up because he says the guns <laughs> are front mounted. I come up from behind and they have a great fight. It's a great sequence where Daredevil's just like, I'm not going to talk, I'm going to fight. And they, uh, Daredevil manages to beat Ammo. They fall off of the truck and I love this. This section here, Ammo kind of tries to hit him with a trash can. Trash can lid, lid yeah. Like a, a bad shield, and Daredevil takes the hit and then grabs it and hits him in the face. <laughs> face with it. Yeah, it is a kind of a yeah. creative little fight. And then there's a moment, a little moment where there's this old couple are in a house, and someone, it's is it Kane that's trying to help? So it says, like, yep. this person's hurt, I need help out here. Yeah. And the old couple are like, if we let them in, we've got to let everyone else in. We don't, that's not our way. We're not going to help them. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are dying, and Kane's really kind of freaking it's out. like he doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, Daredevil eventually beats Ammo and they say, okay, we've got it. We've got control here. And then they see a bunch of people who have kind of become their own vigilantes who have taken one of the, one of, um, uh, Ammo's women yeah. who, who were on their side and said, this is, she's our property now. And Daredevil's yeah. like, that is not going to work. You And and Kane at this moment, Kane, remember, he's been looking for Daredevil. He's been looking the, for Matt. Or sorry, he's been looking for Matt because yeah. he doesn't know what to do. So he now sees a group of guys and, and, and they are instantly can become his new father figures because he, he's tired of not knowing what to do. Yeah. So he sees his group and he's like, well, if these guys are doing this, then I'm going to do this too because it gives me some structure. It gives me some, yeah. some leadership. And obviously they're going to be doing something bad with this woman. So Daredevil shows up, sees Kane, and automatically just assumes the worst yeah. and believes that Kane is part of this group. And, is just, and just says, I'm disappointed I'm in so you. I'm so disappointed yeah. in you. So anyway, so Daredevil gets the girl away. There's no continue fighting or anything yeah and then, then the, kane, the lights come back on and then kane, the kane even like apologizes to daredevil yeah. and it's like i i got i got confused i'm sorry without matt here i feel lost i know i'm bad and then daredevil goes shut up you disgust me yeah this which is, is horrible yeah that, that that was my problem with this issue was daredevil was acting so out of character yeah and the relationship with him and kane it was like 
I mean, d- come on, Daredevil. I mean, y- l- listen to his heartbeat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <clears throat> he says, here, keep your eye on this woman until we can get her in handcuffs. And then he says, okay, I'm sensing something. Here comes some helicopters. It's the U.S. Army. And they say, everything's over. It wasn't a nuclear war. Go home. Electrics, el- electric power is being restored. Turn on your televisions and wait for the news. And bing, the lights come on. And uh, Daredevil's just hanging back and going, it's crazy how quickly everything fell apart. Um, we see Lance. He's watching the TV, He's realizing the it was not nuclear. Yeah. Uh, and then we talk about what happened in X Factor, and it says go and read X Factor twenty five for the full story. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no chemicals. Uh, it was the, the poisoning and radiation sickness was caused by one of the the bad guys in that story. Um, so what happens here is Kane feels bad because he realizes it's not the end of the world. He that gave woman. that woman bad yeah. advice, so she killed herself because of what he said. So he feels so bad, and he's not paying attention to the girl that he's got a gun on yeah. that he's trying to keep, um, you know, to to keep under under control. And then the cops are there, and while he's like trying to get. You know, he's thinking about the bad choice or the bad thing he told the woman. Yeah, she goes and she grabs this knife, and she this is the moment that confused me because she's she's thinking and she says, "Got to get rid uh, of the bo- Got to get rid of the boy girl. It's so, probably because he's got long hair. Yeah, um, I think it was. I think there's like a definite. This may be the first. Uh, maybe maybe uh, Kane is a girl who is transitioning into a boy and that's why Matt calls him I'd like to think that that's a nice little uh, well that's the good thing about comics you can interpret them mm-hmm. you can, can uh, interpret them however you like yeah but then the the woman who pulls out the knife shanks Kane in the gut and Matt picks up or Daredevil picks up the heartbeat and says hang on a second and finally his attention is on Kane he runs over and Kane has been stabbed, we, and and Daredevil's trying to help, and Kane is basically saying, "I'm I'm done for, please." And he goes, Will "Let you find, Matt know. Let Matt know. Let God. Matt know that I try to be good. Don't tell him about what happened because I'm so sorry. I feel bad about that, but <clears throat> just let him know that I was a, I was good. I was a good. This is very Frank Millerish. I was a good little soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Daredevil, tell him, don't tell him about." Uh, don't tell him about the the girl, okay? Yeah, it was I couldn't stand Matt to know about that. It hurt. I wish I could say goodbye to Matt. And Dead was about to pull off his mask and say, "You can," but he dies. He dies. I I think of everything Matt has ever done in terms of let, letting people down. This yeah. is probably the worst. <clears throat> it's kind it, of it's, rough. It's really bad. Yeah. And and th- this kid like really didn't even do anything wrong. He only you know he was just scared. Yeah. And he didn't even make any bad choices. When he was with a group of people, he just saw a group of guys doing things, and, and, and he's a little kid, and he's yeah. like, um, yeah, well, yeah, I guess, you know, war is war, right? I mean, like, uh, yeah, no else one told, else is here. Yeah, someone else told me <clears throat> something different. And, yeah. the, and the issue just ends with uh, <laughs> we find out that the uh, that pastures are always greener on the other side, that mm-hmm. the, the guy that broke out's got the baby, and he's like, hey, we're going to, you know, we're going to, I guess, we're going to run away together. I'm going to be your dad Yeah, <laughs> type of deal. So we've got all the time in the world for this. All right. Well, that's that one. That was a long issue. Yeah. And that takes us to the next four that we're going to go over uh, today. And the first one is a Christmas. It's a Christmas it's one. It's a Christmas Another issue that's passed. got an amazing Dead cover. Birthday. It's got an amazing, amazing cover. It's yeah. the Kingpin holding Daredevil's mask. And as we've talked about, the, I, I, it was the last podcast, Kingpin is infatuated with with Matt Murdock and he just, he can't get over the fact that Matt beat him in the born again thing. Yeah. And so all he can think about is ways to defeat Murdock. Yeah. Um, 
And this is a Christmas issue, which means Daredevil's now a year older. Mm-hmm. Thank, thank you. Yeah. Um, we're introduced to a couple more throwaway villains, yeah. Spit and Jet. Yeah, and these a are guys just that are nasty just, they're guys. just troublemakers. They yeah. probably stole this car, and they're just creating all this ruckus, and they're driving on sidewalks yeah. and knocking people in the trash cans. Yep. And 8-Ball, and the, the yeah. fat boy, mm-hmm. is upset. He's think, he thinks they're oh, really that, cool. That, th- these guys are called wild boys. That's where yeah. I, I, last issue, or last uh, podcast, <clears> I said... <throat> That the fat boys and like wild boys were like the same group, but no, I think it's yeah. two separate gangs. The fat yeah. boys are the good guys that they work with Daredevil. Wild boys are like the wild boys that are not good. But uh, but eight ball here, Abel's idolizing them. A yeah, because he's he watching sees these guys. They they're... rob Santa. Yeah, they punch. Uh, they they knock an old guy out who yeah. tried to stop them. And uh, and Abel's watching and going, they're, they're cool. They can do whatever yeah, they want. And I'm way above. Cool. Daredevil's watching, and he's like, hmm, I'm going to have to have a word with 8-Ball about this in a bit. Um, hopefully he has a better word than he did with... Uh, I know, with Kane. <laughs> with Kane. So the guy that got beat up yeah. um, is on the ground unconscious, not doing well. Daredevil goes down he's in shock. And, and kind of resuscitates him a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then he tells... Uh, and then Daredevil has a little moment with uh, with 8-Ball, yeah. and he's like, look, like you, got, you think those guys are cool, and 8-Ball's trying to cover it all slick-like. He's like, uh, yeah. well, I know... Because you'd like to run with them, huh? And the kid goes, uh, "I just." Uh, 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 and, and he kind of uh, thinks, "How does he know that? Yeah, how, he, how does, does he, he can know? see inside my head?" So anyway, so eight ball kind of goes off on his own. Eight ball's almost. We see Dala, Dala, and Ralph come along. Who he, are the other two smaller members of the Fat Boys? Who are the ones that? Um, Dala is the young girl that wants a skateboard, and and uh, mm-hmm. Ralph, I think, is her brother, isn't it? From the saber tooth issue. Maybe. Yeah, where they're in the room watching the TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so they're they're off just kind of goofing off, but yeah. the, the, um, the two boys are picking on the girl and yeah, kind of Dala's smack basically her in the head. yeah. She's looking at um, eight balls. Uh, skateboard and says, you know, this is the best skateboard. I've got to get one like this. And he's like, yeah, get off of my board. Give yeah. it cooties. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just, you ain't it's got just, no juice. Yeah, yeah. kids are just kind of goofing off being kids there yeah. and everything. And, and they, they they go past and Daredevil's talking to a cop and it's kind of cool because he says, you know, those those guys are going out, but, you know, it's Christmas. It's not many, we're not really working on Christmas. Right, it's like, I know. Mm, okay, officer of the law, yeah. let's pay to do this. I will go ahead and uh, I will go ahead. catch but these two guys. He sends his eight ball going past and gives him a, a, a quick stare to let him yeah. know. I'm, I'm like, watching you, April. Yeah, I'm, I'm watching, watching you. you. And he's like, ooh, this is scary. Um, so now, so they skate off, and yeah. then Daredevil kind of switches gears a little bit. And he goes and he gets a Christmas tree. It's a Christmas tree. What's great about this, Jamie, is I don't know if when you, when you were reading this, if you thought about this. So when he has a Christmas tree, he changes into his Matt, into Matt Murdock so yeah. that way nobody notices him. But when he went out and got the Christmas tree, initially, <laughs> he gets the Christmas tree as Daredevil, which is kind of funny. Um, the only thing I was thinking was, you remember how you used to do quick changes to get across yeah. town? What if he got the Christmas tree as Matt Murdock and realized, man, to get this tree across town, it'd be way quicker if I was Daredevil. So he changes into his Daredevil outfit, puts a tree on his shoulder, gets across town really quickly, and then changes back I into Matt Murdock. That's probably what he did. <laughs> I know. I just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. I like how he's carrying it as well. Like, yeah, eh, it's nothing. Um, and he's thinking, you know, it's funny how the, the cop assumed I don't have any family. He comes down and says, I do have a family. It's at the clinic. These people are great. And mm-hmm. they, they've put on a spread. They've said, you know, we've all chipped in and helped out. And we've got some food Yeah, the tree, the tree is for the clinic. And- the tree is for the clinic. And uh, then we cut over to Mr. Wilson Fisk, who is obsessed again. He's working out. He's in the gym and he's lifting some weights and he's obsessed. Um, 
uh, Wesley or whatever his <laughs> Whoever, assistant. Yeah, yeah, we don't know if it's still Wesley. It's filling him in on everything <laughs> that's going in, on. Talking about how much money's being... Uh, basically telling him what's happening to Murdoch and talking about how we couldn't get it closed down. One um, thing that was really cool, so while this is all getting t- uh, told, to Kingpin, told to Kingpin, Kingpin is being... Com- he's getting annoyed by this fly that is just yeah. flying around his face. And it's making him go crazy that he's only half listening to Wesley. And at one point, he even picks up a dumbbell and smashes a mirror because he's trying to kill the fly. And 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 Wesley is like looking at Kingpin and is like, um, look, uh, you need to relax. Yeah. If you could just relax and take care of like, why don't you just relax and let me take care of these petty annoyances? Why do you care so much about this Matt Murdock? It's all kind of more of the same, you know? Yeah. And then... Um, this bodybuilder who I guess was work is just his probably his physical trainer because yeah. we see him standing before um, is trying to you know calm him down yeah and he literally picks up the dumbbell and and, and smacks just the uh, beats him. and beats up the yeah. um, the uh, the trainer the trainer and then yeah. takes the same dumbbell and beats and beats down the, the work or the workout bench yeah it's just I it's like how him losing his he's so completely. flustered right now. Yeah. He is so, so, so flustered. Yeah, there's two things. One is that Wesley, or wherever he is, says, uh, you already crushed Murdoch once, and he's probably mm-hmm. miserable. Let it rest. And that kind of sends him off. And the other thing is, uh, you. someone says, yeah, it's, it's Wesley again. He says, you can't kill a fly with a barbell. And that's the thing. He's like, oh, yeah, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. I'm going too heavy. I need right. subtle, subtlety. I've got to start thinking about this differently. So he decides <laughs> to have the meeting and he wants to have it t- tomorrow, but tomorrow's Christmas. Yeah, and everyone and, says, and it's even, Christmas. And he's like, and, don't say that word. Yeah, don't say that word. And even Wesley's <laughs> like, hey, I was thinking about taking tomorrow off because my family and he everything. Says, can I? And Kingpin goes, uh, no, no, you can't. If I want to have a meeting tomorrow, we're going to have a meeting tomorrow on Christmas. Yeah. Uh, we jump over to the Wild Boys. Wild Boys. And uh, Daredevil's watching them and he just jumps down, jumps into the car takes them out pretty quickly it's great they they pull out like guns and knives and he just kicks them uh a nunchucks there's a a, a a whopping what do you call them a, bla- a blackjack is that a what they're called the a like a little thing that used to they used to knock people out on the back of the neck in old 40s movies um oh uh, like a little clubby like kind of thing yeah uh, and then know, he yeah. and then throw and he's just casually dodging everything one of them throws a beer bottle at him and he says okay you got rid of everything are we ready to go and he just grabs them and this is great. He grabs them around the throat, yeah. lifts them out of the car, and says, I could kill both of you. I, I know that right now I could strangle the life out of both of you, <laughs> but I'm not going to. I'm just going to do just enough to knock you out. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, uh, I want the, the image of my face burned into your skulls. Merry Christmas, scum. Yeah. And then he hangs him up on the, the rafters and everyone cheers. Um, and then he goes and he sees that. He sees eight balls about to. Eight ball is looking to steal some of the loot. Yeah that uh, the wild boy stole. And, and then we have another father-son moment. And this is done properly. The way that Matt handles it with, yeah. with eight balls, way better than how he handled it with Kane. And he basically says, look, get out of here, kid. He's like, this stuff is stolen goods. I need yeah. to return it. So he, he says, got, sometimes you do good and yeah, more good comes back to exactly. you. Exactly. It comes back to you. So anyway, so Matt grabs all these stuff and he's going to return. This is kind of a cheese ball moment, but yeah. he was going to take it and return it. And then this big group of people comes. like like So we have, we have Daredevil with hands full of stolen merchandise. Stolen merch. And then this group of guys comes up to Matt and is like, hey, we're shop owners. That's all of our stuff. Why don't you keep it, Daredevil? Yeah, it's insured. <laughs> it's insured. And Daredevil's like, that's great. Thank you. I know who I know who would like this perfectly. Daredevil even smiles. It looks kind of yeah. weird. So um, before... Uh, There's a, this is a cute little yeah. moment. Um, Eight Ball has his board and he's 
doing he, something on it. We don't know what he's yeah, doing, but he's yeah. spray painting something. And then uh, he sees Dala. Dala is looking in the, the window of a store. She really wants a skateboard. <clears throat> she mentioned that about earlier. Like yeah. that, that's kind of her dream gift. But yeah. and, but even Ape All made fun of her saying stuff like, dude, you come, you're like your your dad's a druggie, your mom is. Yeah, you your know, mom, your, your dad's a drunk, your mom's a, dr- a junkie. The junkie. There's nothing yeah. going to happen. Yeah. You're not going to get anything. And then uh, Ape All comes up, hits her on the head, and. And uh, she calls him pork face and they kind of, and he says, why are you crying? Yeah. Um, And you're not going to get, are you crying over the boards? And she says, I'm going to get one. I'm going to steal one. And he says, "Um, uh, watch out. You get what you give. You steal and somebody will probably do a bad right back at you. And Mm -hmm. she's like, who told you that? Don't sound like you talking. And then she says, oh, you got some dirt on your face and goes to rub it off. And then they have a moment where she freezes and says, oh, I didn't mean to touch you. It, it, it's almost a cute little it, this like, is a cute little moment this is kind of stuff now that uh, like is a little taboo t- in today's culture mm. where, where you know men shouldn't be picking on women and stuff th- that they like and you know yeah. and, and treating them with like but like like this type of innocent like kid stuff yeah it really is kind of cute because because they like each other and how how do you when you like somebody when you're in grade school and stuff yeah. you, you know like you it's tease the pulling of pigtails moment, it, it? exactly yeah. and uh so he pulls her hat down and laughs and then he kicks his bald at her and she goes stop it and then she's She's upset and she says, "Yeah, why do you do this? Why do you always have to? Why do you hate me?" And he said, "And then she says, hey, you forgot your board.'" And he goes, "No, I did." And runs on. And she picks it up, and it says Xmas two dollar on the board. He was spray painting that. I was, and she's got tears of joy. It's such a cute little moment. Yeah. I like it. So, and then we cut to yeah, the kingpin, and he's and just he's, thinking, "Murdoch, Murdoch, yeah, Murdoch." I know. Murdoch, and he's Murdoch. sitting down. This is Christmas Eve. And um, we find out so where is everyone? Where's everybody? <laughs> and we find out that nobody is coming, and um, everyone, no one decided to come. And then Matt, uh, and then um, uh, Kingpin goes, why, uh, "Why? Like, what are you not telling me? Like, what's going on? Why are you nervous?" He goes, um, "Well, the um, the guy couldn't believe uh, we." He was. We he basically went to the him. guy, the, the, this, the tenant. Yeah, there's the, a tenant that they're trying to get. It's the eviction out. thing, and he basically said, "Go back yeah. and double the offer. The offer well, I yeah. want to buy the building. I want to buy the biggest. I want the biggest building." Yeah. And he's and the guy and he says, "Go back and double it." And he says, "I went to the guy. I said we're doubling the offer." And he said, mm-hmm. "I'm at Christmas dinner with my family. Please yeah. go away." And he and um. And he and, says and it's and not going to happen. Yeah, and he was surprised. He's like, Kingpin goes, why? Like, like, why is this not happening? And uh, the guy goes, well, look, I, like, I don't know for family. sure, but but yeah, he's with his family. But not only him, now other people are thinking about kind of backing out and stuff. Like yeah. th- this whole area, it, 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 you know, there's some new like, let's be happy over money thing going on right now. Yeah. And it's making Kingpin very f- frustrated. Murdoch, he, Murdoch, yeah, Murdoch, yeah, he ends Murdoch. up smashing the fly finally with his hand. And uh, yeah, he's saying Murdoch, Murdoch, Murdoch. Well, anyway, so we go across town. We're back at um, Matt and Karen's um, little law firm office, druggy place. Yeah. And Matt shows up with all those presents from those those very, very, very friendly shop giver, or shop owners. Yeah. And he starts. He's dressed up in a Santa Claus um, um, beard and hat, and he hands everybody um, the gifts out. And what's great about this is, like, it's cool. Like, Q-Ball gets a new skateboard, which is awesome. But a lot of these people get really dumb gifts, yeah. and they're like, um. This is kind of stupid, but you're a blind guy and you yeah. wouldn't know what to give me. So it's okay. It's Thank okay. you. It's just a neat little moment. And then Kingpin is watching the whole thing. He's watching from outside in his limo and he has yeah. a moment where he says, I get it now. I get Yeah. I get how to hurt him. He's happy. He's in love. He's in love. I need to destroy that part of it. Uh-oh. Sorry, Karen. Yeah. There's the a way ki- to destroy a man like Matt Murdock. 
Get him where it hurts. Get him right through the heart. Mm -hmm. So that takes us to the next three issues, which are very good. And this is the introduction of a new character that I'm going to let Jamie uh, talk about because I know he's been super excited to talk about her. And um, these three issues... um, John Romina Jr., like as he is like developing, you know, kind of his style and everything, it, like he is really starting to kind of finesse it and really sculpt yeah. it and really start to get it good with these. And it's a similar thing to when Frank Miller yeah. kind of got into his group yeah. where he realizes he doesn't have to pour everything in. He it, can use negative space. He can use shape and suggestion to tell story. And he's it really, they, these three issues really see him get yeah. into the group the, the, with the, this stuff. This group of three is, mm-hmm. is these are amazing. And I also want to say <sighs> Al Williamson is still inking. Yeah. And I think that is one thing that's the key, especially for an artist to, to work with the same inker. Yep. You know, like it really helps not just with the consistency, yeah, but like, you know, the, the the artist will draw something or the penciler will draw something a specific way knowing he's got Al Williamson that's going to be inking it so he he can draw it this way because he knows it'll turn yeah, out this way. Yeah, they start to work together. Yeah, really yeah, it meshes well. really well together. So we get um excuse me. That's what, yeah, we get introduced to this character Mary Walker. Yeah, on the very first page <clears throat> and it's an awesome splash page. Yeah. We might know her by a different name. Yes. Typhoid Mary. Typhoid Mary. This is the first appearance and she is a fantastic character that Oh, was, she's so uh, awesome. This was uh Anaceni and uh, John Romita Jr. Willisum came up with her. She is a she was a an actress uh but very early on she had a Dissociative, dis, dissociative personality disorder. I, I can't remember. Schizophrenia. It's not schizophrenia. It's like right. she created a completely different person, but it's powered so that the other person has mild telekinesis, mm-hmm. is able to uh, start small fires, pyrokinesis, and everything about her changes in terms of her pheromones, yeah. her heartbeat. Everything shifts it, it, enough it's, that it's a completely different person. It, it's it's <coughs> what it's what makes her so cool for a Daredevil character. Yeah, she's she's basically created to be a Daredevil villain yeah, in every way. Be, because, because it's like, yeah, oh, that makes sense. When when she's typhoid, uh-huh. um, as Jamie mentioned, she can do all those things. She can uh, create little fires. She can yeah. move things with her mind a little bit. Um, and all of her like her smell changes, which is what's yeah. key. It's like she smells like a different person. Um, just her body radiates a different type of energy. Yeah. And uh, Daredevil even and mentions later on that he has trouble with his radar to, to see her. And we don't really know how she got all these powers. No, it's but it's kind of a quick story. Just basically says she's always had them. Always had them. But when she is t- Typhoid Mary, she constantly has a fever. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, she L- runs like, hot and is a, yeah, yeah, she yeah. messes. She she's able to mess with uh, men's emotions. Yeah, but yeah, she literally always has a fever. And then yeah. um, uh, Mary, who is the other half mm-hmm. of this person with not two personalities. You wouldn't say two personalities. It's two. It's two like. It's two people within one it, person. Within, within so it's one like person, a, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mary is. Um, uh, she's normal, <laughs> and. I mean, she doesn't have any of those powers, and uh, but she also. How do you how do you say this, Jamie? Like, um, is she in control when when it's her? No, she's not. No, so so she's always kind of taking orders from Typhoid in a way. Yeah, Typhoid is controlling her, but she but she kind of fights back 
a little bit and tries to make some of her own decisions, but everything that she does is kind of laid out. All the layout work is done by Typhoid. Yeah. And Typhoid lets Mary take over when the situation is better to have Mary in yeah. it. Yeah. So Typhoid is definitely the stronger of yeah, the two Yeah, she created people. the personality to deal with some horrendous stuff. I know that later on they create a, a pretty nasty backstory for her, but at this stage they don't have that stuff. It's just that she right. was... When she was younger, she had this other personality that she used to get through tough times. And um, she was an actress that was on mm-hmm. the up and up, but that all kind of fell apart because the typhoid personality kept taking over. And um, when we first see typhoid, she's kind of jumping towards us. She has two machete blades wielded and is in like this half of her face is painted white. She wears this crazy half sleeve jacket that has. Mary written on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one glove. She wears fishnets that are kind of all uh, split and, mm-hmm. and broken and boots. And she lands down and there's a guy that's uh, mugging someone uh, and uh, she just says, let him go. Let him go, tough guy. It's so cool. And the guy runs off. I like the The guy's there and, and she says, he's got nothing. And she's like, thanks, lady. Bye. <laughs> and the guy that she grabs who, um, what is his name? It is um, uh, Rip. Rip, yeah. <clears throat> Rip and is just like some thug, and she says, "You're, gonna, I'm going to use you. Mm-hmm. You're, you, you think you're a killer? Come with me, and let's find out." And she, uh, this is when he, she, she pulls him in to kiss him, and he says, "What's you're hot?" And she says, "I've got a fever," and scratches his face. Says, "I branded you. Uh, I'm going to change your life now. I own you." And there's some fires that start around them while this is going on. Uh, we find out that there is a, uh, a strike for the refuse collectors collectors in New York and this is something that the Kingpin has started yeah he's forcing them well he's not forcing them he's, ma- he's basically stopping the strike from being resolved right so trash is building up because he kind of says these people deserve to live in trash they, they are nothing but trash um, and we bounce over to a bunch of uh, drug dealers that are working like, so, so I just want to say like does she have any actual control over Rip she is able to exert. It's kind of like she confuses men's minds, and she's able right. to convince them to do what she wants, almost like to fall for her, basically. But as typhoid, she can do that. She can do that as well. Yeah. Okay. So she, she, her, and Rip burst in and kill all the drug dealers. She kind of sets fire to them. Yeah. Pretty much. She, I, I, the dialogue is so great. The way that she talks, and it's yeah. kind of cool how like her her thought bubbles are in pink. Yeah. And um, everyone else is, is in white. I, th- I thought that was kind of neat. But like Rip is like, he's literally like, um, you know, he's going along with it and even says, man, you are, you, you know, like, you're crazy, yeah. but, you know, but I like how she kind of takes him and makes him uh, or she makes him his stooge or whatever. Yeah. And literally throughout all of this, it's like he's always there. Like that's she, she made a sidekick. Yeah. It's kind of cool. But she marked her territory by scraping Scratch his by face. scratching his face. Yeah. And, and so they, so they end up like fighting. Like he, he realizes he, he well, goes to punch her, and she's just yeah, like, yeah. He goes to punch her because you know they kill all these people, and he's and she's setting all these fires and everything, and he and he's like, whoa, you are you, maybe you're a little bit more. That's why I wasn't sure if she, if he was actually controlled or not. Yeah. That he just kind of went along with it because hey, he's a bad guy. Why not? But um, after he goes and uh, tries to attack him, her, she thinks it's kind of cute, um, and then they start like making out. And doing it on the ground in the middle of all the fires. Yeah, she's crazy. Yeah. It's cool though. <laughs> yeah, um, we cut over to Dada where he's bouncing around, and he's uh, he is um, is it is it Matt that's going? 
Oh, it's the Tyrone case. So he's working on the mm-hmm. Tyrone case. Yes. Um, Which plays a big part in all three of these issues. Yeah. And Tyrone is the guy that was, he was the kid that was blinded because Kelko um, was, was dropping um, chemicals into, chemicals the, Hudson into the Hudson River. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tyrone, as a little boy, was was with his sailboats and ended up getting um, he got blinded, blinded when he was yeah. swimming in the water. So and Matt, Matt feels was, yeah. very obliged. And, and partially responsible because he was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he didn't he didn't move quick enough to save him. Yeah. And we have a little moment where a guy is about to jump off of a roof and Dead Devil quickly it's I like how this page is laid out where Dead Devil's just floating through nothingness. He yeah. swings down and stops the guy, grabs him, and then keeps running. <laughs> it's yeah. just like I've got to go somewhere, sorry, can't stick around. Um we see all the trash uh, Matt quickly changes in the trash. Um oh no, he doesn't. He's still he just we see his shadow moving over the trash because so, the trash is built. He goes into the hospital room where Tyrone is still being held. So one thing I wanted to say, so um, the, Matt has decided that, like, look, this kid is blind, but it is yeah. going to be my goal that he does not end up using this 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 um, handicap as a crutch. Yeah, he's not going to be helpless. Right, he's not going to be helpless. I'm going to make sure that he can tap into that that. I don't know what you what did he call it? What is that like? You know, what stick taught him the yeah, uh, the, the aura of blah 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 the the sightfulness the sight the sightfulness <laughs> or whatever. He goes, I had a good teacher in stick. Stick found me when I was this kid's age or yeah. a little older. He basically says, I'm going to do to yeah. stick what stick did exactly. To me. So he's like, in these Tyrone issues, he is trying so hard to teach Tyrone how to yeah. enter this other area and basically develop this radar sense that yeah. all of us apparently can do it. And it's kind of frustrating, Matt, that that he is not working at the same pace yeah. that Matt was working when Matt was doing it. He starts and, to think, I need to be aggressive like Stick. Yeah. So he gets very angry with Tyrone a lot. He goes in and he's, he, he will hold a fist in front of Tyrone's face and says, can you feel it? And and I feel so bad for Tyrone because Tyrone is just like, like I'm sorry, like what do you want me to do? Yeah. Like, like, and at one point he even says, I'm, I don't mind. I'm kind yeah, of, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to terms with being blind. Colors so, now that I never yeah. knew existed, I can yeah. sense things in this silence. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Matt thinks back, what did Stick do? What did Stick do? That's right. He put me in positions where I could die, and maybe I need to take it to another level. And um, we see Kingpin playing racquetball. Mm-hmm. Squash, I don't know what you call it. He's playing that while uh, Wesley runs off some stuff about what's happening. He says, you know, I hate to interrupt, but there's this uh, this woman called Typhoid Mary has hit town and uh, has blazed quite a few, uh, quite a bloody trail through Hell's Kitchen. She's wiped out gambling dens, busted up major drug houses, grabbing fortune each time. Our, food, our fortunes. She's sucking up our turf, leaving bodies everywhere. And he also says that normally we leave this type of stuff up to Daredevil. Like Daredevil will normally take care of yeah. people like this and help, which helps our organization. But he hasn't done. But he hasn't done this. it. He's not around. Like yeah. what's what's going on? And Kingpin wants to set up a private meeting with her because he he likes the sound of this Typhoid Mary. Yeah. He says this sounds interesting. It sounds interesting. Yeah. So now we we cut to where Typhoid Mary is, and she's in this illegal gambling hall, and is like. If you know she's just been trashing it, she's and killed people everyone up and killing it. everybody. And this guy's basically like, like, why are you doing this? Like, what's going on? And uh, she's just like, eh, it's my business. I'm gonna do what I want to do. And then Rip comes in with these garbage bags and is like, oh, hey, Typhoid, I got these garbage bags. What do you want me to do with them? What do you want oh, me to do, it, honey? And uh, and he goes, oh, d- darling, just go ahead and put the bodies in there and throw them out in the trash. Yeah, <laughs> it's really kind of gross. <laughs> so anyway, so Matt and Karen, they're out walking around and. Karen is um, basically telling Matt, like, I love you. 
And, yeah. you know, like, I know this Tyrone thing isn't going, you know, you, you want to... He's kind of distracted by Tyrone yeah, when she's talking to him. But and he's like, you know what, yeah, you know, I know, understand your, obs- your obsession, but, you know, I don't want us to fall apart from each other. Just yeah. come back to me, Matt. And Matt's like, yeah, whatever, okay. okay so anyway, I'll so, come back. I'll come back. Not yet. So Matt is now back with Tyrone, and they're in the hospital. And Matt, so this is what Matt has set up. So Tyrone is standing on top of a stool. And he has placed a stool somewhere in the vicinity of that stool. And he says, okay, Tyrone. And he actually puts Tyrone on top of the stool. And he goes, step out and step on the stool. And Tyrone's like, uh, I don't know where it is. You know, and so he wants him to kind of sense and feel yeah, he where says, the only way you're not going to fall is th- the sense. That is, is a super cruel thing to do because <laughs> if he steps, he could die. <laughs> like literally, yeah. like, you know, he doesn't know which direction to go. Yeah. And it, it, I feel bad for Tyrone. He's Yeah, scared. this is where Tyrone says, I, I'm okay with yeah, the darkness. I'm okay I'm with okay. the darkness. It's not so tough. Is yeah. it? And then we, we have uh, Kingpin as a quick, he's sitting in his room watching the videos about who Typhoid Mary is. Uh, codename Typhoid Mary uh, goes through her life. She's a child dual personality. Child's dual personality is first discovered in infancy. In the Mary persona, she's fragile, sickly, prone to epilepsy and other disorders. As typhoid, she's utterly unapproachable, uncontrollable, and murderous little girl, pure poison. And as typhoid, all symptoms of Mary's sickness, including the epilepsy, disappear. Okay, so so that means that Mary is the one that is sick. Yeah. And it says, you know, Mary is a sweet, cooperative girl. Much is known about her. She is obviously mercifully... To her, she's oblivious, mercifully to her other half, excuse me. The most startling fact of this case is that the two personas have completely different heart rates, alpha waves, EEG patterns, biorhythms. They even smell differently. Nothing is known of typhoid other than what could be physically recorded while she was sedated. She allows no one in her mind. She spent her every waking moment battling all help furiously and relentlessly. We do know that she runs a constant fever, which may be what alters her body and mind. She screams occasionally about it being hot in her brain. Only once did Typhoid cooperate with testing during the telekinetic training, as it was something she wanted to develop. We have documented evidence of Typhoid's erratic ability to move small objects. Mary has no such ability. At this point, the records are vague. Typhoid escaped, taken, of course, a helpless, weaker half with her. She turned up a year later as an extremely successful stage actress. Our research shows us that all who encounter her, from acting coaches to directors, talked of her in awe, almost adoration, believed her destined to become the greatest actress of the 20th century. Again, she disappeared. A doctor suspected that it was Mary that built the acting career in Typhoid who tore it down. She was last seen in Chicago launching a new career of robbery and blackmail. So my question is, is it doesn't make it really sound like, like either of them is... Uh, we know typhoid is the powerful one. Yeah. But if but typh- neither is the dominant control. Well, that typhoid lets Mary be Mary whenever she wants, or if it just happens when it happens. Yeah. It's not, never clear who who decides. Um, <clears throat> but but Kingpin, you know, almost funnily enough, because we, we're talking about her being the perfect villain for a Daredevil thing, and it, he says, this is, it couldn't be better. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it literally is, could not be better. This is handcrafted by fate itself. Her split personality, the Murdoch-Daredevil schism, both have aspects of light and dark, the dualism forcing an unnatural division between good and evil. Both tend to use the split as an outlet for conflicting aspects of their respective personalities. If any woman on Earth could do this job, I require it is this masterpiece on the screen in front of me. See, and it's great because a normal person like me or you, Jamie, 
Oh, I mean, we're not normal, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Between the two of us, like we could tell them, we could tell they were the same person. Yeah. Like if we really looked at him, we could see, but this is so great since Matt is blind, he can't tell that they're the same person because their temperatures are different, their heartbeats different, yeah. and their smell is different. His powers are kind of scrambled it, by yeah, him. Yeah, completely scrambled, which is yeah. so awesome. We have a cool moment when they first encounter each other where he actually says there's something I, I almost recognize about Yeah, that. almost. almost. Um, we bounce over to Gloriana. We haven't seen her for a while. Um, and she's uh, in the dark room hanging up pictures that say, you know, the, the pictures yeah. of the dumping site and for the she, And she has a decision to make here. She's like, okay, I know Foggy... Kelco. Foggy is representing Kelco. Uh-huh. And, 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 and he's doing it because that's his job. These photos are evidence that I could use against them, which could hurt <coughs> my boyfriend's case. Mm-hmm. So morally, mm-hmm. what should I do? Should I think about my career? Should I think about what, what works best for me? Or should I just let it go and not use these pictures because it could hurt Foggy? So she's dealing yeah. with these moral dilemmas. Yeah, she's saying if I do something, then I'm hurting Foggy. If I don't do something, then am I hurting myself? Yeah. And then we have this amazing sequence. So yeah. we, we know that Typhoid Mary, uh, Kingpin has summoned Typhoid Mary, and she obviously has no interest in doing that. But <laughs> So she ends up making her way up to Kingpin, and the way she gets to Kingpin is so clever. Like she uses her little telekinesis and uses her little... Um, uh, ability to make these small like a fires, Jedi almost. yeah, to kind of make people move to go yeah. to different areas. Like she threw a, uh, what she it, throws a an ashtray. She throws an ashtray, so when people go to look at it, she kind of walks in through the through a door. Yeah, and we then, just see her moving around in the background. And she, it, there's this great moment where she walks up to two guards and she thinks sleep, and they both fall asleep. And she says, mm-hmm. "Funny that usually only works on cows, <laughs> right?" So she can make people sleep. So she uh-huh. can kind of control people yeah. a little bit too. But she did the thing where she made the guy reach for the knife as well in the casino. Yeah, so. yeah she made the guy reach for the knife and she opens up an elevator door to get people to look a different way and so she ends up getting um into uh into kingpin and she puts the knife up this is this is this is so awesome she takes the knife and she she puts the knife right to to uh kingpin's big old fat neck right and then and what and what and she goes look uh looking for me fats and nine times out of ten in this situation, Kingpin would talk himself out of it. He'd be like, you're not going to kill me, and this is why you're not going to kill me. If yeah. you kill me, I've got your wife tied up over... You know, like, like He would like do stuff like yeah. that. This situation with her, she's so erratic... She's so like uncontrollable yeah. that he can like he has to show dominance, and the best way to do it is he literally smacks her and knocks her back. Yeah, and I just that is so like. I don't know. I just thought it was so neat. Like yeah. Kingpin was forced he hits her, to use his muscle. Yeah, he hits her, knocks her back, and she's like, mm, "Not bad." And then she starts a little fire on his desk, and he goes, "I'm not. In a, we don't have time for this." And no parlor tricks. Slaps, slaps the fire, the out, fire out and says, "Let me show you. I have a I have a job for you. Um, I'm the boss. I'm going to be calling the shots." So, um, and then she says, "So, so we're mutually impressed with each other. We could form a club, or we could talk. There's a million dollar hit." <clears throat> you can get the best assassin in town for 10000 That's what she's saying, yeah. Why the million? Why me? Can you make any man fall in love with you? Child's play. That's what the million's for. Even I recognize that love costs. Matt Murdock, Daredevil, one and the same man. Make him love you. Love you like he can't live without you. Then rip his heart out and leave him alive and bleeding. And she looks at the pictures and says, he's handsome. I'll take the million. But a job like this, 
it's got its own juice. I would have done it for free. <laughs> hey, you and Typhoid Mary had the similar tastes in Matt Murdock's. Yeah, he's so <laughs> handsome. Um, we cut to uh, Tyrone's hospital, and uh, Matt's there trying to see Tyrone, but Tyrone's with his papa right now. And Mary's there, but she has so typhoid this, in the background. So, so the controlling something she's sitting there and she thinks as typhoid look at me and matt looks over and then says sit down as typhoid so when it's pink it's typhoid so right. typhoid is kind of in the background right. running things at the moment see that, that see that's what made me think that that she's kind of controlling uh um, yeah uh controlling mary i so think she I, is so i think typhoid has the ability to turn it off and on when she wants <coughs> yeah she has know. more control over mary, than mary and we should say her. that she's dressed completely different she's dressed in yeah. normal clothes now yeah and she's mary at this point um um she makes matt sit down sit down he sits down next to her and starts talking and he's like why 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 won't you leave me alone i'm just i want to be yeah, in like my thoughts. he doesn't realize that he's being manipulated yeah um and she says i'm a volunteer i work for the blind i'm here to see tyrone um, and mentions her father being blind, and Matt instantly starts falling for her because she's a great actress, remember? So yeah. she's playing as See, part. okay, this was one thing I wasn't sure about. So they had this old tender moment where, yeah. where she grabs his hand and says, touch my face yeah, because says, I, know, know, I, I know what it's like to be blind. I've worked I know. with blind people, yeah. and I know and everything. And so it's this very cute, touching moment, and Matt is obviously infatuated with her right away. And we know that there's going to be some trouble because, A, Kingpin wants... Um, Typhoid Mary to break up Matt or to make Matt fall in love with her. So we know that if Kingpin's in on it, Typhoid's in on it, bad things are going to happen between Matt and Karen. Yeah. But what I want to know is, in your opinion, because it's not really clear, does she use mind control? Like she can, she told those guys to sleep. She told him to look this way. Yeah. Is she making Matt fall for her or is Matt falling for her because of the things that she's doing? Does that make sense, the difference? Yeah. Which I think what's happening is that Typhoid is convincing Mary to make her fall for Matt and to make Matt fall for her. You're right. But 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 does that mean that she's not doing any Matt? Because, like... I think Matt is... Is, is, is falling for another girl. He's falling for another girl, and he's always fragile. He's always on the edge of mental collapse and has been for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's fallen maliciously for her. I don't think there's like a, he, I don't care he's about got a, Karen. No, he's got a crush on her. Yeah. Because of she's saying all the right things, she's doing all the but right things. But I think things. there is an element of the power being used to convince him, but he, oh, but neither of think, them are aware well, of it. No, but that was my question. Yeah. Is, does he have any mind control going on? I think there or is, is his own will. That it's only when they're together that he really, like when he's away, he's, he, he has moments where he's like, I can't do this. This is yeah. bad. Uh-huh. I know what I'm doing is bad. And then he sees her instantly and it's like that. But, but, but I just want to know if he's, if he gets infatuated by this other woman, because it's another woman that yeah. is beautiful and says all the right things and, I don't think it's don't just know. that. I don't think he's quite okay. that shallow. So you're giving Matt the more benefit of the doubt. I think there's a bit of manipulation going on here. Great. Yeah. That's good because it's not clear. And, and, and Yes. Yeah. I would like to hope that Matt would make better choices. Me too. Um, issue 256 comes along. Classic cover. I love this cover. It's a great cover. cover. It's uh, Typhoid and Daredevil kissing. Typhoid's mm-hmm. holding the blade up behind him. And look, it says Daredevil, a love story. A love story. It's and so he's cute. like, pull, he's holding onto her hair tightly and she's just like, eh. Her mm-hmm. eyes are open. We start with a funky dream where 
Matt as Daredevil is being smothered by the law and being tripped up by his own cane as he's chasing through trying to get to Tyrone. It's great artwork. It's really, really cool, this sequence where yes. <clears throat> the paper and the red tape are stopping him from getting to Tyrone as he's running through this uh, this chemical wasteland and pipes and uh, smoke and this horror of, of pollution. And Tyrone stops at one point and is blasted directly in the eyes and Matt can't reach him and his hands come reaching through and they're kind of weak looking and thin and feeble and he can't get to Tyrone in time and Tyrone's blinded and he says why didn't you help me Matt wakes up in the apartment and um, Karen's there brushing her teeth and she says you know you had a bad dream you're obsessing about this in, in all walks of life which hopefully means that you're coming up to an answer um, this, is, this is look how good the hard work is in this just mm -hmm. them just everything, like the body language, Matt's yeah. completely broken. Karen just looks casual and happy. She's making him coffee. She's smiling. She makes him a bagel. She says, you know, whatever you want to do today, however you want to deal with this, you choose. There's two outfits on the bed. you got your Daredevil outfit and you got your Matt outfit. Whichever one you want to put on, okay. which helps you deal with this, go for it. See, I'll be at the clinic. She is way too good for Matt in these issues. Yeah. Like, remember, she was doing his laundry. Yeah. And well, that's and the point. It's it all up. setting up the whole. Uh, the, it's the full. I know. Like that's that's why it's so cleverly written. I mean, yeah. the fact that you know Karen is being so good to Matt, yet Matt is still choosing to be infatuated with this new yeah. Nary chick. It's like, ugh, yeah, I feel so bad for Karen. Yeah. Dang you, Anna Santi. We bounce over to the office <laughs> of the kingpin of crime, Wilson Fisk. He's talking about the Tyrone case as well, and he's saying, you know, I've got everything stacked. Um, I want. I want. I want um, well, I want uh, Foggy to realize when he's going up against Matt, I want him to realize at the last minute that I did all this. And I want both of them to know that they've been played by me. Could and there's no way we can lose. And he's got all these lawyers there. And he says, okay, lay it out. Tell me. Tell me what it is. Sorry, gone. You were going to ask? No, no, no. no sorry. No. Okay. Uh, he says, lay it out and tell me what your plan is. And mm -hmm. one of them starts speaking in legalese. And, and Wesley's there. And he's like, that's not a good idea. He doesn't like this. He... You're talking in a language he doesn't understand. It's going to make him feel stupid. He's not going to like this. And he just grabs the person around the throat. Yeah. When they slip up and they say, um, uh, "There's they doubt." Say, and there's a trait. There's only a trace of doubt. And he he says there can be no, no doubt. doubt. And he chokes no her. Doubt. I wonder if he kills her. Like look I don't at know. look at the panel below. Yeah. It's a great panel. I think panel. it's just uh, yeah. They're all like, oh god. The uh, guy looks like the guy from the office. There. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't think he kills her. I think he's just like, do you understand? This yeah. is this is how it's going to go. Um, we go over to the apartment, which is this is this is painful because this happens in the apartment. Oh my so gosh! <clears throat> and the fact that Tyra, this whole the, this whole sequence. So <coughs> now, now the, the remember, uh, what is Matt infatuated with before Mary shows up? He's infatuated with helping Tyrone mm -hmm. develop this sixth sense, yeah. right? So when Mary comes over, Mary is is now not just like being there for Matt, she is the, the reason she's actually there is the fact that she is helping Tyrone the yeah. same way. So she's doing two things, Jamie. She is being beautiful and saying all the right things. Yeah. And she's also helping <clears throat> Matt's factuation of getting um, Tyrone to be better or, or uh, getting Tyrone to do the things that Matt thinks that he should be yeah, doing. She, so she holds up a hand and says, uh, where's my hand? And Tyrone reaches out and she says, yeah. Let's, let's so, so literally she is doing everything right. Um, where did she get this information? 
Do you think Kingpin knew it Absolutely, all? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, knew yeah. about Tyrone and, Absolutely. and knew ab- but but how ab- okay, I, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um so they come into the apartment and uh Oh, this is heartbreaking. Yeah, oh this my is gosh. really oh. this is really painful. It's hard the for way, me to even the just way, think about this. The way this is done as well is really oh, great storytelling. <clears throat> and uh he and and Mary says, you know, he's beginning to see and uh kind of pl- just again saying all the right stuff to get a response from Matt. Uh, Tyrone walks in and is kind of bumping around. He says, hey, I don't know where I am, you know, um, but I feel like this is a kitchen. It's warmer, right? Am I in a kitchen? And he's talking about the case and he bumps into a couple of things. And Tyrone's talking off panel. um, And he's saying, you know, if we win the case, will I be able to get a new sailboat? And Matt says, yeah. If you you will have plenty of money, so yeah, J- J- John Romita Jr. here, um, what he does, well, and 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 the Santi, they're like there's four panels, and each is very similarly drawn, but there's a, a touch or something that happens in each one. So yeah, so they show up together. Remember, this is oh, oh, we don't know how many meetings they've had in between. There could be several, but like the first thing is is Mary puts her hand on Matt's stomach, which is a no go to put your hand on a stomach of a man or a woman unless you're together. That's yeah. a very a very affectionate or a very like um that's a safe area that's like you uh, don't put a hand on a stomach you can put a hand on a shoulder you can put it you you can even sometimes get away with putting it in the the lower back but on the stomach though you'd never touch somebody's stomach um and then she brings her (laughs) hand up and grabs the tie yeah and then she's leaning into him closer and matt almost he almost has a frown on his face while this is going on but but, yeah but look at that third panel matt is like Halfway, kind of leaning in, he's leaning for, like in. he might try to kiss her, but then he looks away. Yeah, he, he looks, looks away real quickly. Then the phone rings, and it's a uh, it's Karen leaving oh. a message, and she's talking about how much she loves Matt and oh, how great he like, looked this morning. Yeah. And oh. while this is going on, Tyron's walking around talking, and he's saying, "Why aren't you guys? Where, what are you guys doing? What, hey, why don't you answer the phone? It's Karen. Answer the phone." And uh, Matt and Mary kiss. Yeah, and it's, it's all silent. Yeah, and it's just oh. at the moment where uh, Karen says, okay, I'll see you later, Big M. I love you. Beep. And then Tyrone's going around going, where are you guys? Answer me. What are you guys doing? We bounce over. Matt is with David, and they're talking about the case and talking about their aim of uh, their, their, their plan for the case. Um, David, they, they stop at a basketball court, and David tries to shoot some hoops and keeps missing, and he's got some ideas. And Matt's running by and spitballing with him and they have like a nice little relationship here and then at the end they come up with the perfect plan of how they're going to play it and Matt says here pass me the ball and he throws in scores swish. a swish so Isn't now it? we go to court and um, uh, Tyrone is showing up with with uh, his father Karen. and Karen is yeah. there and Foggy's David. there and this is the first time Foggy's probably seen Karen in a long yeah. time Foggy and looks fo- over and, and sees him and, says, and Foggy Karen. goes hey Karen and Karen literally gives him the cold shoulder yeah. this is great she says he says, hey, Karen, what are you doing here? And Karen says, I was about to ask you the same question. Oh, no, she says, I was about to ask the same question of you, Foggy Nelson. And then turns around, ooh, yeah. got the last name treatment. Um, and then so now Foggy's in court, and he's like, man, she turned her back on me. Yeah. And it was obviously his head is not in the game. Anyway, so, they, so the judge enters, and, and uh, the jury's there, and then David pleads the case. And while this is happening, Foggy just keeps thinking about Matt, thinking about Matt. So like, by the Matt? way, is supposed to be there, but he's not yeah. there. But and, he's saying the, the words that David's using yeah, are Matt's. Exactly, I know yeah. Matt's words. Yes, this is are. him. Where is he? So, and then, um, so while and then Kingpin da- yeah, so while David is giving the speech, um, Kingpin watches in, and the first thing that Kingpin is once he's in, gets in the room, he goes, "Wait, where's Matt? 
Where's Murdoch? Where's Murdoch? And we find out where Matt is. Matt is actually strolling home. He realizes he's late for court, but as he's going that way, he has to do a quick change because his radar is picking up a disturbance in a building. Yeah. He smells smoke, and we find out quickly that is typhoid Mary ca- yeah. causing some causing some chaos. Yeah, she she throws a she throws some burning laundry at him, mm-hmm. and then she makes a church uh, cr- the cross on the top of a church fall down. And almost hit me, jumps out of the way, and she's laughing at him, and she calls him, um, she says, hey, Mary Christian. Yeah, and, and it, it's a great little banter that they have between each yeah. other, and then this is where Daredevil sees Typhoid Mary for yeah. the first time, and this is where he goes, um, hmm, there's something familiar about her, her voice, her shape, but he doesn't, he can't tell what it is, he yeah. doesn't know. He says, uh, I'm confused, but it's working, just like the shrinks told me. Um, so yeah, Typhoid... Uh, Matt thinks that there's something familiar about her and she says, you know, this is working. This is exactly how they said it would work. Um, when I'm in that... <coughs> excuse me. When I'm in that stupid sappy... When I'm that stupid sappy Mary, I have a completely different smell, heartbeat, gesture, pulse rate. No one can tell we're the same woman. This chump is duped. And uh, Daredevil thinks, what do you want? And she jumps down and just... Uh, he, this is where he mentions that he has trouble seeing her. He says, I'm late for court. I better bring her in fast. Strange, I can't quite follow her heartbeat, and my radar blurs when I try to pinpoint her. She kicks a bunch of trash at him. And, and not only does she kick it, she uses her telekinesis to throw yeah. it. Um, it, it it's, it's a fun fight. It yeah. really is, because it's almost a fight where they don't even really hit each other too much. And when yeah. they do come into contact, it's usually <laughs> being thrown thrown away. Yeah, there's one thing that her, her, um, her dialogue bubbles are yeah. white, which kind of was annoying <laughs> it, it was definitely a mess up yeah um yeah so the, the and he uh that basically says like i'm too busy for your sick game so what do you want and she says i want you and she says you repulse me and she says but we're doing the same thing you know i'm i'm getting scum off the street i do it for cash you just do it but um why tie up the courts with all that riffraff and uh she's again she starts throwing things at him she gets closer and closer then she trips him up she throws him down on the ground and kisses him and he starts to burn up this is the thing where he gets feverish and Mm -hmm. sweating and then he kicks her away and she vanishes she doesn't know where where he's gone and he says um i'll have to get her later she's gone we kind of went through it quick but it is a very fun little fight sequence it it really is fun and yeah, because she's just laughing and smiling yeah, the whole way through. she's loving this. Nothing and, bothers her. And obviously, this is her doing it on her own, because I guarantee you Kingpin would not be very happy if Matt was not at the courtroom because he found out yeah. that Typhoid Mary was the one that was keeping him up. Yeah. But we get a shot of Typhoid Mary just kind of talking and thinking about, um, you know, like, like how Mary is going to easily be able to make this guy yeah. fall in love with him. So she, so she is completely aware of what Mary is doing and yeah. what she does when she's yeah, in she control. Yeah, she says, uh, you know, she says, but, oh, you were quite happy to but, kiss but me the, in the morning. It's not, but um, it doesn't say it here, but it's not that way in reverse. Like Mary, when, when, there's a point in the next issue where Mary, mm-hmm. um, uh, when Typhoid changes into Mary, Mary's like, wait, what happened? What did I do? I'm yeah. sure I did something wrong. Yeah. So um, interesting. <clears throat> we have a nice little moment at the court where we don't see these very often, but um, they're doing the trial and we have the back and forth and the witnesses on the stand. Yeah, they're timestamped 1045. Yeah, it's kind of nice. It's kinda, it kind of works. Cool. And there's a great bit where Tyrone gets up there and he says, you know, this, the noise in this room is very hard for me to, to concentrate. And we we keep seeing uh, Kingpin getting angry and angrier. We're yeah, closing I, I, on I eyes. love it. It's great. And so, for, so pretty much what happens here is David's case is 
through Matt because yeah. it's Matt's words. It's about the morality it, of the it's company. the morality of it. They, they are they're winning, yeah. and that's all you really need to know is that they are winning and Kingpin is losing, and it's really frustrating. Yeah. Kingpin and and as soon as, and then Matt ends up walking. At the he door walks in just as Foggy's doing his closing at speech, the very which last completely thing. throws him. And 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 he's got a half <laughs> smile on his face because he realizes that listening to the heartbeats of the um, yeah. Of the, uh, the, 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 the 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 jury, um, he can tell which way that they're thinking, that they're going in their favor. And there's a shot of Kingpin where the, he's just getting red hot, like the yeah, you know, it's it's, like the temperature the temperature rising. is rising on him. And in Karen, they they uh, they say, okay, we're courts adjourned. We're going to come back tomorrow at nine o'clock to give uh, the decision. And uh, uh, Kingpin says uh, at this moment, he says um, the jury has to be unanimous, right? A ranger says mm-hmm. yes, sir. I guess the arranger must be the other is who we've been calling wisely. Oh, okay. um, and he says, "Okay, buy one of them tonight." Um, and then Karen sees Matt. She says, oh, "Why? Why does this that is face? Ha- this is heartbreaking." Yeah, so the speech. So they so they hug, and he goes, "I'm scared, Karen." And he goes, "But love her, why?" And Matt goes, "How can I tell her? How can I tell her that her man without fear is afraid, afraid for their love?" So he knows he did something wrong. Yeah, he's very well aware of it. So yeah. I, I mean. Th- I, I like. I think you're right, um, Jamie. I think that he is being manipulated a little bit more than just with the batting of the eyelashes. Yeah. All right. Last issue we're covering today. Two fifty six. Another great cover. Another this great cover, cover is yeah. awesome. It's uh, and it's a, and it's uh, it's another great fight sequence in here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Daredevil being held underwater by Typhoid as she stands above him, laughing with a blade to his his uh, his throat while he's in the sewers. Um, we start with Daredevil. He's He's stopping a, what do you call that? Like a card shark, a three card thingy or whatever it's called. He's basically stopping a guy from doing like a, a scam on the street. On the street, yeah. And the guy's like, I'm not hurting anyone. It's fine. Yeah. And he's like, you are hurting people. You're stealing money from me. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm teaching them not to trust everyone. It's cool. It's not a big problem. <laughs> Don't worry. And he, and he runs off and he says, you just, is he right? <laughs> yeah, is he right? But he's like, you, just bo- you just bother me, man. Get away from me. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, he says, uh, he oh, says, is so, it really my job to impose the law? He's, he's running right. away. Yeah. He's thinking. kind of reflecting on, you know, yeah. what he should do. And as he's swinging around his daredevil, he, he gets excited because he, he goes, smells hey, Mary two blocks. Yeah. East. That's sm- her perfume. So, you know, th- remember this is a guy who just felt bad after hugging Karen, but you know, but Ooh, that Mary, Ooh, yeah. that Mary. So he goes and, but like, he actually goes to her and says, look, Last time we were together, that kiss, that was a mistake. I, I really shouldn't have kissed you. I live with and love a woman named Karen. And then he says, hang on a second, I'm hearing in a regular heartbeat. And as a guy drops to the ground and has a heart attack while he's telling her this stuff. So you know what happened. <clears throat> Typhoid Mary gave him the heart attack, yeah. so that way it would take Ma- Matt's mind off of yeah. Karen. Yeah. Oof. So he so runs good. over and he says, I've got to do this just right. I've got to get his heart beating again and not break any ribs and... He does it, and then he grabs Mary and says, come on, we've got to get out of here fast. She says, why, why are you running away? You just saved that man's life. And he says, I just got to, I've got to get away. And she pushes him up against the wall and kisses him. Oh, no, he kisses her. No. Well, she kisses him, but he says, uh, he, 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 while he's doing it, she says, what's wrong with you? And he says, it's just wrong, all wrong. We can't do this. Come here. And then they kiss. No, <clears> I think, oh, I guess you're... Yeah, I think he pulls oh, yeah, her to he does pull her too. Yeah. But again, it's all there's so much manipulation and layer here that's breaking it. And then we see Mary, she's walking into her room, she says, Oh wow, that kiss, that was 
amazing. I think I stopped I think breathing. I breathing. Yeah. Hands so strong, held mine so tight. It makes me want to, I'd love to. Such a kiss a girl could lose her mind. I love this sequence because as she's saying this, she's changing into her typhoid Mary yeah. look. She doesn't it, realize it, she's doing it. She says, oh, yeah. it's nice to get the makeup off and fluff yeah. my hair. And then she starts getting really hot. Yeah. She says, I'm getting sick. And then she looks and she says, oh, my that hair, thing. My face. That I know what's happening here. I have to warn myself. And she writes, she grabs some lipstick and writes on the mirror, help someone inside does bad things, Mary, help. help. And then yeah. she becomes typhoid and typhoid just cracks the mirror and, and says, you're shut a up. pathetic. You, 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 you uh, sniveling twit. Yeah. We cut over to Foggy. Oh, that is such a, uh, that is so cool. I don't know. I like that whole sequence, Jamie, yeah. about her changing over and not realizing it and then suddenly yeah, it happening. Just comes up. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, Foggy's kind of saying, yeah, yeah, saying you know, I'm yeah, depressed. I didn't he, want to fight Matt. Yeah. And, and he's sad, obviously, because he feels like he's going to lose the case. Yeah. Dared, uh, Matt ends up showing up. And this is like the first time they've ever had a conversation in a long, yeah, long time. This is, and, and, and Gloriano has a yeah, conversation with Matt. And exactly. this, is, this is great because it, what happens is Matt walks in and says, um, I'm kind of disappointed in mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. You working for the kingpin, you didn't even do the legwork to find that out. I, had yeah. to, I found it out really quickly. It's kind of disgusting. I can't believe you'd do that, but it's okay. Um, I've opened a clinic and you can come and work for me for less money, basically. It's, but it's good, it's good work. Right. You should think about that. And Foggy's broke, like he's heartbroken. He's just like, just feels like he's let everyone down, including himself. Gloriana grabs Gl- Matt and, and drags and him it, into the dark like, room. Like, what are you doing? How what, dare you? How are you kicking him when he's down like yeah. that? Like, I mean, and then Matt, it pretty much just kind of shrugs her off and is like, you know, we didn't. Oh, oh, and then and then this is where she tells Matt, "Look, I had those pictures yeah. um, that I took um, at the river that you know could have you know hurt Foggy, but yeah. I chose not to use them because I'm you know I love him and I wouldn't do that to him." And then Matt's just like, "You know, what? we we wouldn't even need your pictures yeah. to win. We won without it." This is great. He says, uh, "We we won the case. Justice won." He says. No, the jury is still out, Murdoch. The jury's still out on that case and on you. So as we remember, the kingpin um, told um, the arranger to bribe... He um, said, get one juror. Yeah, get one juror and bribe her to... Yeah. Because you need to have a, 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 um, unanimous. A unanimous, yeah. So, and, and, and Matt knows this. Matt knows that it's going to happen. He's got the fat boys to work He's got him. the fat boys. And what they're doing is they're keeping eyes out to see... Um, uh, on all the different, um, they're jur- staking out the jurors, jurors to make to sure s- no one gets hit. Yeah, and Typhoid Mary ends up going to with her with Rip, which I thought was kind of cool. I like yeah. that Rip is still around. Yeah, going and uh, they end up picking this one woman who lives alone, and uh, she ends up going in and, and pretty much she doesn't really threaten her. No, she basically she just says, says you, you're, "Your life is terrible. Your you life live is alone. Horrible. I'm going to give you this money, and everything's going to get better." And the woman says, "I'm not going to take a bribe." And she says, "You don't have to take it. I'm just going to leave it. I'm going to leave right it right here. here." So anyway, so Typhoid Mary goes back to Kingpin, um, and I love how Rip is just standing there. Typhoid Mary goes back to Kingpin to report, and he's like, "Good, good, 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 good." Yeah, and, and he goes. She lights uh, yeah. Kingpin cigar. I know. <laughs> I thought that cool. was that was pretty. And cool. then um, this is great because this is again this is part of the power that she has over. Yeah. She's, she's she's standing there in Kingpin's office with Rip Rip standing there, and uh, and she says, you know, I've been having fun with Murdoch, and she's she's being very um, suggestive and kind of upsetting everyone, mm-hmm. and um, and then she says. Uh, you know, maybe I'll keep him around. Maybe I'll keep him around because I'm having fun. Maybe I don't want your million. Maybe I'll just hang out with my my boy Murdoch. And um, then Rip says something where he says, you know, he starts getting angry. And she says, oh, I'm just kidding. You know, 
Yeah. And she says, besides, Rip, you're my man. And Kingpin smashes an ashtray yeah. and says, get your hands off her to Rip. <clears throat> and Rip says, what the heck's going on here? Is he your new boyfriend or something? And Kingpin starts laughing and says, where do we... Why'd you do that, sir? You don't know. Well, baby, I do. So I she's already... She's saying, I already know. I've already started to control you, buddy. So just be careful. Oh. Um, we see... So she can do mind control. Yeah. So has <coughs> telekinesis always been related to mind control? No. Telekinesis is just moving on. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. It just um, seems like a lot of people that do telekinesis can control minds. Yeah. Um, so we have this moment where Daredevil goes to the juror and says, I've, I'm, I know that I shouldn't yeah, this scare is the ju- her. This is the juror that was given yeah. the money. Thanks. He says, maybe, yeah. maybe I'll just talk to her, but I don't want I, I to wake her up. She looks so happy, but, you know, poor woman, I've got to. And she says, hang on a second, I'm picking up something, movement, a knife. And he ducks just out of the way as Typhoid's one of Typhoid's blades slashes into smacks into the wall. Because Kingpin told her to go keep an eye on her as well yeah. to make sure no one comes so, to change her mind. He says, you know what's going to j- happen. Just like Matt knew that Kingpin would try something like this, Kingpin knows that Daredevil would try to stop yeah. something like that to happen. So there's this great moment where he drops down and says, Typhoid, and she says, in the flesh. And he says, okay, I'm going to take this down into the sewers so that we're both blind. And I'll be, I don't know the full extent of our powers. So at least I'll have a little bit of a, an advantage. They drop down into the sewers <clears throat> and she follows and says, where are you going, honey? I'm right here. <laughs> um, and they're running through. It's it's great artwork. Oh, they're running so cool. Through the sewers, through water. And, and she starts using, she starts setting off little fireworks around him. Yeah. Like for, through the pyrokinesis. Yeah. And he jumps up and says, I'll hide up here until she goes by into a cruel space drops down behind her and they have this fight underwater. It's like, it just is incredible what's happening there. Like, fighting and the whole time they're fighting he looks so annoyed and angry and she's just laughing and smiling and uh and she says you know i love the hate in your eyes it's it's so close to something else um and he's just he's just constantly saying there's something wrong with you that you're sick and demented and she's like yeah but i love you baby come on (laughs) um so they're fighting and they eventually get out into a uh outlet the pipe goes out into mm-hmm. the into a out a wash area and daredevil does oh, such great art daredevil yeah. does like he, he he dives like a swan dive, or like he just dives and like grabs her around the waist and knocks her um uh-huh. i guess it's he moves propels her forward yeah they fall into a, like a shallow area she it, slashes oh, at him uh such great yeah yeah, and yeah then they, they th- fall into fly, deeper water into deeper water and then there's yeah. more little cracking a pop 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 of the little fireworks and everything and then all of a sudden Mary kind of takes a little control. Yeah. And it's like, don't kill him. Yeah, she you, says, don't kill him. I don't... I, I love I don't, him. Stop. Yeah. And because of that, it kind of freaks out typhoid Mary, and she swims off, and then she goes, oh, God, why am I dressed like this? So Mary was able to take over. So yeah. this is interesting. So what was it that you think that made typhoid... Love. I guess, but like made it so Mary was able to kind of pop out. I think she genuinely has fallen in love with Even her. typhoid is. No, I think uh, Mary is. Mary okay. Has. And then as she's running off, the uh, Daredevil comes out of the water and says, Curious, that's, that's a, complete, a completely, completely different, different woman running away. What came over? Don't you think, though, that he would have recognized her smell if he was that infatuated? Well, he's in the, I think he's kind of overwhelmed by smell around okay. him. That okay. It's enough of a mask. Um, and she's running off saying, why am I dressed like this? What have I done? So Mary is in full control at this point. Um, he goes back and speaks to the juror. And and then there's a great series yeah. of panels where it just the, the two stories run side by side where you have Matt 
getting home and he says, I feel so dirty. And Karen says, I'm Matt, is that you? And then typhoid, Mary. typhoid. Like these panels are literally parallels of yeah. each other. Typhoid climbs into her apartment and says, I'm so scared. I think I've done something horrible. What have I done? I've got to get this smell off. Matt throws his daredevil costume on to Karen. Karen. Kind of disgusting. <laughs> know, yeah. um, typhoid strips off. They both get in a shower and are trying to wash away. And Matt's thinking, I've got to wash away the smell of this woman, typhoid, who's all over me. No, typhoid. I don't think it's typhoid. I think he, he's more thinking about. No, because he says she, she intrigues. She, dis, she intrigues me, disgusts me, confuses me feel like i've caught a fever i have to wash off her every touch i think it is the oh, typhoid okay thing. um and then mary's He's not saying, starting to like both mary and typhoid is i he? think he is Jeez, louise matt come on and then uh mary's like i've got to wash off the whatever typhoid did the crime they both get dressed um matt kisses uh karen and says i'll see you in court and hasn't still hasn't said a word to her and she says uh his grip is pretty tight that hurt um and then there's another moment where Matt goes to the hospital to see Tyrone. Tyrone's already there with Matt, with uh, Mary, and they have another moment where they obviously kiss while um, Tyrone's there, and it's like another little like, oh god, come on, Matt. Um, they go to court, and this is great. Um, Matt sees Kingpin, and there's this great. There's a panel where they're looking at each other. Matt's just like he's the look on his face is just pure anger. Yeah. Kingpin has a smirk on his face, and Matt's thinking. The man who ruins my life over and over. God, I'd love to smash his fat <laughs> face. And then Kingpin thinks, do, do it, it Murdoch. Come on, Come lose on, it. Lose Control, it. do it. <laughs> and, then, um, and then Tyron says, you're squeezing my arm pretty I feel hard. bad for Tyron, yeah. man. And then uh, Matt hands the envelope with the, uh, the money for the juror over to him and says, uh, I believe this is yours. The lady didn't want it. I'm surprised that, that I don't think, that, I don't think uh, Matt would call Kingpin fat man. Yeah. I don't well, think he so. has done it in the past. I know, but it just doesn't seem right. Yeah, I don't think he would say that. No, anyways. Yeah, uh, we go. We quickly jump over. The judge says uh, court is in session. Uh, we have a verdict. The juror stands up and says, uh, uh, "We find Kelko guilty, and Tyrone Jensen gets paid in full." Which is, I think, that's the end of Tyrone's story. Which is a shame. I wanted more with that character. Yeah, I really but, but like you it. know what? At least it was a happy ending. Yeah, and it was something that they finished. Yeah, so at least that part was cool. Yeah. And then the juror kind of thinks, uh, "Thank, uh, I, I'm really grateful for Daredevil for helping yeah. me do the right thing." Kingpin thinks, yeah, "You Kingpin beat me, goes, Murdoch. You beat me, Murdoch. Good. You keep beating me because the bigger my anger, my rage at you, the worse my revenge will be." That doesn't. Th- that's a little odd to me because yeah. I feel like he is so infatuated with him, he wants to win so bad. I think he wants to win more than he wants to get his anger worse, bigger yeah. and bigger. So he, I thought he would have been a little bit more upset. Yeah. And then you have a little moment where everyone's congratulating Matt and saying, you're a good man. And he says, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. sure. And then Mary's behind uh, him in the background smiling. Matt, oh, something bad's going to happen. Something bad. Something bad's wow. definitely going to happen in the next issue. But Wow. Yeah. Well, hey. Oh, also, we, uh, we there, were, there was another appearance that we were going to cover. Um, yeah, uh, I in, went over it. Um, yeah, Incredible Hulk 1960, uh, uh, or issue 346. Yeah, I went it's, through the whole issue. He doesn't say a word. He doesn't say a word. It's it's a picture of Matt Murdock. This is smiling, smiling in a courtroom. In a courtroom. This was an issue three forty six yeah. of the Incredible I think it's, Hulk. Is it Rick James? Not Rick James. What's his name? I, 
Rick Jones. Rick Jones, yeah. <laughs> um, Rick Jones says something in court, and there's a guy that looks like it could be Matt Murdock and, smiling. And, and you had on our list that he was in Marvel Comics Presents number four? Yeah, I, I, I've still got to get the Marvel Comics Presents. They're proven a little harder. They have limited parts of them on the... Okay, because um, he's not in the part that I saw online. Yeah, know? the part online is all Wolverine. Yeah. I'm going to try and dig up uh, Marvel Comics Presents and maybe work a couple of those in a later one, because I think there's a little bit of a story that runs through those. But okay. I will dig those up and try and get those. Wow, so we've gone through the, the first 256 comics. 256. Holy Toledo, a lot of good stuff. Something. Like, if you if you haven't, like, me and me and Jamie did not do these issues justice in terms of, like, the, the, the how cool Typhoid Mary is. I mean, we talked about oh. it, but, like, like, just the way that she talks and, and how powerful she is. and The her, way she moves, her, the way she's unique, drawn as moving. Yeah, her, her unique incredible. little powers and everything. Yeah. Definitely worth checking it out. And the three issues of her that we cover today, they are all on the Marvel Unlimited app. Yeah. So if which you, means they're probably on Comicsology if you want to yeah, use that. As exactly. Well. Yeah, that's going to go hand in hand. But either way, though, like a lot of good stuff. We got um, uh, next episode. We're going to be covering a whole bunch of uh, appearances in different series, as oh, well yeah. as a, um, we're going to cover two Daredevil issues that that's, guest star the Punisher. Yeah, the Punisher comes back, mm-hmm. um, and it's a. I think that's the story that kind of tells the same story from two different points of view with one being Daredevil's one being the Punishers which is kind of fun uh, and he's an amazing Spider-Man annual and some Thor issues that he pops up in yeah but I tell you though all I really <laughs> want to do <laughs> is sorry all I really want to do is continue to figure out what's going to happen between Typhoid Mary and Matt yeah like, there that is, is a, so interesting to me so we're, we're going to have to wait and see we're going to have to wait the, the issue where um, that is covered. I think it's 260, 259, 260. 259, 260 are two of my favorite Dead Evil issues. Of cool. Time. I'm really looking forward to going. Can't wait. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate all Cheers, of you. Yes, thanks. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. Questions, comments, concerns. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know uh, like, you're out there. Like and review or whatever yeah. everyone's supposed to say at the end of a podcast. Um, yeah. rate, rate, rate and review us. Thank you for your time. Like us. <laughs> yes. Um, validate us <laughs> but yeah okay um thank you everybody i'm jamie i'm joshua and we just did that Boo.